Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I just want to take a second. I'm going to speak on, but I just want to say something. The prison is, has been a part of my life for several years now. <clears throat> the work camp, you know, we've done a lot of services. And you may say, you know, the prison and jail ministries, we don't see them here on our pews. You know, so sometimes we look at that as, you know, you know that's what we've, and we've talked about this, some of the men, I'll, I'll be glad when I see some of them guys that we've reached, some of these guys we've baptized sitting on our pews. But I just want to give you a little testimony. You know, I was called, I felt calling to go to Madison, everybody knows. And during that time when I was really praying about it and not really seeking the face of God, one day at the work camp, I may have, some of you guys, some of you have already heard this testimony. One of the guys, I was praying about it, kind of saying, God, is this really what you want me to do? This is not me. I mean, I'm not a called to minister to a city, or I'm not, I don't feel that on my life, but, or didn't at that time, but I was praying, seeking God, and one of the guys that had been going to our service for two years, hadn't missed a service for two years. He was a quiet guy in service there. He was quiet, never said much. One Sunday, I was, had been praying all morning about that service, about the Madison. I'd been praying, seeking God. That day, that, that quiet gentleman with a deep, rough voice said uh, he was going home that next week. So I asked him, I said, where's home at? He said, Madison, Florida. That was, that was a God moment for me because when, God, when he said Madison, Florida, that was like God saying, that's your answer. That gentleman is set on that second pew for I love three services. He's the guy that has been brought, every one of them people that I've brought here during revival is connected to him. He's, he's plugged in. He is inviting people like crazy to church there. He is plugged in. So that is a testimony of our prison ministry. Because he was a guy that we touched lives with. And he'll tell you to this day, he's not ashamed of where his past, and he'll tell you the testimony himself. But he'll tell you, he says, you know, it wasn't just happenstance that he wound up in Mayo work camp. Because that was the closest prison to his home. And that usually don't happen. And so when I wound up, and our meeting was not happenstance, and his testimony says that God ordered him and brought him there just for that meeting, just for me, and just for we have that connection. So today, as we may not see them sitting in our congregation every service, but we have seen them. We have seen the effects of this ministry. I just Excuse me for <laughs> cutting into that, but today I'm going to go to the Word. If you'll stand, I'm going to read a scripture and pray with me today. I'm going to, God is... God is dealing with me today in, in a different way, and I'm out of my comfort zone. The, you, the musicians, you can stay kind of close because I ain't going to be real long, but 
before y'all get too far. Because Brother Boyd asked me just for a couple minutes, so I'm going I'm to honor his word. But, uh, but today, God has been dealing with me about something. I have 13 pages of notes in front of me. But God has been dealing me in a different direction. So God is, I'm really out of my comfort zone. So I want you to pray with me. But, but, but it's the same, I'm going to the same scripture, but God is directing me in a different way. Turn to Genesis chapter 39. And I'm going to read verse 10 through 12. And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. Let's lay your Bibles down. Let's go to prayer today. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to share your word, Lord. Lord, touch this vessel, Lord Jesus, that I can speak this word, Lord. Anoint me, Lord Jesus, because I'm nothing without you. I don't, uh, this word comes from you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, touch us and anoint us with your presence, with your anointing. Anoint each one of us today here, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. The story we pick up is in reading is where I pick it up in reading is, is is the story of Joseph. It's a familiar story that most of us know about. Joseph's life started out he was kind of the, the favorite son. It started out, you know, he was kinda of on top of the world, you know, in his world. He was he was the a, a son that you know that his father was his favorite or considered favorite the Bible talks about. He had a coat of many colors, familiar with the story of Joseph. But then Joseph's life had a a major turn in it. We find in the scripture where Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. They were jealous. Their jealousy sold him into slavery. So Joseph's life had a major turn. Here he was, had everything that he wanted, everything that he wanted. But now... You know, he's a slave. He's a slave. Being told what to do. Being told when to eat. Being told everything about his life. His freedom was took away from him. But we find Joseph being true to God. And being true to God sometimes is like us. We live, want to live for God. And we want to be there. But sometimes when, when the, this world starts turning our life upside down, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's a little hard to keep walking. When we think when we, we get in the, the wrong end of the deal, sometimes we turn around and walk away from God. But that's not what Joseph did. Joseph stuck true to God wherever he went. If he was in a prison, when he got elevated to back to a position in Potiphar's house, he stayed true to God. We find in the scripture right before I started reading where Joseph was ahead of everything in the land. His master had gave him Everything. But then we found out, you know, we, we, part of his wife, the wife comes up and, and tempts Joseph. And, keeps, and it, it wasn't just one temptation. She kept pressing forward. She kept pressing forward further and further every day. And that's what the scripture says. She pressed forward. 
and to keep putting that pressure there. And he kept resisting that pressure. Then one day, when he was doing his own business, minding his own business, he was on his job, doing what he was supposed to do. Circumstances fell in the hand of the tempter. They was all alone, and he put the temp- she threw the- started tempting him, trying to press for pressing him. And as she was pressing him, you know, here he was being tempted, but also, you know, here he was being tempted by somebody way above him in his life. And through that temptation, we find when he kept resisting to that, what happens is he loses his position. When we're after the scriptures we read, we find where Joseph is thrown back into prison. And we ask a question sometimes, you know, the world would ask this question. There was nobody around. Nobody would have knew. And sometimes in our life, that's when when the devil tempts us, most of the time is when we're all alone. When nobody else may not even know. You know, nobody else may not even find out. But but that's how the enemy works. That's, that's what the enemy wants us to think. That is, if we, if we can be tempted, we can we can fall to this temptation, or we can to this tempter. Nobody will find out. And then he says, if you look at Joseph, he says the benefits is to the roof, through the roof. I mean, if he he falls to this temptation, I mean that's the you know he may be made ruler of whatever. But then we find Joseph being he resisted this temptation. He was thrown back into prison. So you know the enemy had to come against Joseph when he resisted this temptation and got thrown back and lost his position. You know, we, we, you know the devil had to come to him and say, you know, if you'd have just, nobody would ever knew. You could have did that and you could have still been top of the position. You, you, you still you had your position. But because he resisted the temptation, he fell. He lost his position for a time being. But see, in our life sometimes, when we can't see the big picture, that's what the enemy wants us to see. He wants us to see all the good, all the good of the sin of this world. When when the temptation arises, men usually respond in three different ways. The most primary method of dealing with temptation is to simply just to give in. And that's what happens most of the time in Christians and in the world. When we, we, the temptation is so strong and we get to the point that we can't resist it. We just give in to it. The world has this saying, and even, you know, sometimes we even let it, we find it in the church. If it feels good, just do it. That's the mentality that the world has. If it feels good, just do it. it it's got to be okay if it feels good. And that's where we live at. We live with that, that drive behind us. We got to have a good time at all at all cost. That's what we. That's the, the the mentality of this world. The world says, if I'm not having a good time, something must be wrong. I, I, and that's what we. Our the world's pushing us to give up everything just to have a good time. It's wanting us to just to, to throw out throw everything to the wind and just just because it feels good. Nearly all the people live by this, sadly. But there is Christians that lives this way too. They they give everything just to be happy. 
and strive. Others struggle against temptation daily. They spend all their time fighting temptation in their own strengths. Brother Jerry alluded to this in his message this morning. He said, we can't, we're out of this, we can't do anything without God, without that blood applied to our life. We can't do nothing about the sin that we're in. But that's where we at as, as, as a the generation is we think we can handle what we're facing. We think that, oh, I can take care of this. I can, I can resist this enemy. But so many times, this world, we're not going, you know, we can't do anything without the blood of Christ applied to our life. The enemy puts this, throw this up in our face. Although you can handle it, but then when we, we fall in flat of our face, then he's like, okay, you've given, you went too far now. You, you can't never turn back now. But as Brother Jerry said this morning, the blood, if you apply that blood to your life, it'll cover, no one just cover the sin. It'll wash that sin away. These type of people, these type of people hate what they're doing. But they, go, they keep going on and doing it just because they don't, do not have the power to stop. I've talked to many people and said they hate the sin that they're in. They hate the drug addictions in their life. They hate the sinful life that they live, but they don't have enough, enough power in their self to turn their life from that. So today is, is we have to apply God to our life. We have to apply God to that power because we can't do nothing without him. Finally, there's the people that overcome temptation through that power of Jesus Christ. They turn their, ti- their temptation into triumphs. This may sound like wishful thinking to many. Sometimes when you can't f- see from, the, uh, the, from where you're at, you can't see how you can turn this, your life around. But you can turn these temptations, well, you can turn these sins into triumph in your life. But I want you to know that, that you can win over temptation. Today as we, we face these sins, that throughout the Bible there's page after page and story after story of people that face temptations. Temptations are common. You know, we, we, we think of sometimes the things that people backslide from. Well, that's some big evil thing. But it's just common everyday things. Sometimes a temptation may be on our job or it may be somebody we see in the grocery store or it may be things that we've, our past, that we allow to creep back into our life. But most of the time, the temptations that face us are just common, ordinary things in our life. We say of some people that temptation, one day I may get old enough to overcome my temptations. But every person in this building, from the youngest and to the oldest silverhead saint battles with temptation. Each one of our temptations are individually to us. Because things that I face may not have not bother nobody else in this building. The things that you face may not bother anybody else. It may not be effective on anybody else. But we all face our own temptations. Our temptations that this world that strive to destroy us. The common temptation if we allow it to grow in our life one day just like just like with Joseph Joseph kept pushing pushing her away pushing back pushing back 
And then the pressure kept coming until he had to do something about it. He had to leave that temptation. Sometimes in our life, we have to leave the temptations of our life. We have to leave that area. We have to put separation between us and the temptations. We can't get separation. We can't flee from the devil because the devil's going to be wherever we go. We think, well, I just changed places. You may face another devil there. But as we face this, the temptations, we have to get them temptations out of our life. If it's a person that's the temptation, like in Joseph, he put separation between him and that temptation. So today, as we put temptation in our lives, we have to get separation. The Bible talks about, other, another Bible character I want to talk about, I feel pressed to talk about, is, is Samson. Samson had a problem with temptation. Samson kept finding his head in the lap of temptation. The Bible talks, you know, tells a story of temptation. If you read the whole story of Samson, it's just one temptation right after another that he fell to. We keep, he keeps on falling, keeps getting comfortable in the lap of the enemy until we find in Judges chapter 16 and verse 20 where Samson, in the last part of that scripture, says, and he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. He didn't even know the, the God, presence of God had left him. Here he had failed to the temptation. He got so comfortable around that temptation. And he had kept, kept giving in to that temptation to the point that he hadn't even realized God had left. God's presence had left. Today is, is the title of my message. I, forget, I didn't give it to you earlier. Or this, what I feel like is, what are you going to leave in the hands of the enemy? Or in, in the hands of your tempter? Because today, the temptations we see, if we face, like as I said, every one of us faces temptation. But what are you going to leave in their hands? Are you going to be like Joseph and just leave your garment and flee from him? Flee from that temptation? Or are you going to be like Samson and keep lying in that lap to your whole eternity is left in that hand of that tempter? So today as we leave this service, we're all going to face temptations. We're going to face temptations when we leave this building. But what are you going to leave in the hand of that tempter? What are you going to leave with them? You know, the temptation started from the beginning. Adam and Eve, here they were in the garden. They were like Joseph in his beginning. They had it all. You know, and the tempter came, and they fell to that temptation. They lost the garden. They put sin into the whole human race just with a tempter. Just like in the like with Joseph, I refer to Adam and Eve. That tempter didn't get him with the first temptation. He kept pressing forward. And that enemy's going to do that for us today. He's not going to just give up because you give in to, you, you withstand him the first time. He's going to keep pushing forward. He's going to keep pushing forward until you push back. You're going to have to fight against these temptations. You're going to have to, it's going to be your decision. It's going to be your decision what you leave in the hands of that, of the tempter. It's going to be what you leave in the hands of the enemy. Today, as, as I'm closing, I said, I was just going to take it for just a few minutes and leave you with this thought. But just as we, as they get ready to play and sing a song in closing, I want you to say, realize, think about this. Is what are you leaving in the hand of your tempter today? As we stand today, I want us to, to consider your, your, your life today.
where you're at in life. You know your own self more than anyone here today. And as we face the temptations, the temptations that we fail to, don't let the enemy beat you up with that. Because as Brother Jerry spoke about this morning, that blood, that blood can wash away that sin. The sins that we've committed in our life, don't let him say, I'm went, let him fool you in thinking that you've went too far. Let that blood wash that sin away. That, that baptism we've been talking about, these, all these men that we washed their blood, washed, put down in baptism, that's what they did. They washed them sins away. Them old lifestyles were washed away. We can do that today at this altar. If you're here today, don't leave here with repentance of sin in your life. As you leave here today with this thought, what are you going to leave in the hand of the tempter? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.